Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 15, and today's question is, to groom or not to groom? <laughs> That is the question. <laughs> It's the question today. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to have a lot of fun with this one. So uh, get ready for a very uh, light, fun, and um, hopefully inspiring episode. <laughs> so th this is a question that comes up from time to time, not only with clients that we work with, but just friends, which is... Should you groom? And if so, how should you do it? How much grooming is too much? Like, <laughs> it's actually more complicated than many people realize. This is why we have an entire episode on this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing that I wanted to share is that maybe what you're doing right now, you're not even aware that you're doing it in response to advertisements, to things that you're seeing online, um, on TV or whatever. And it's not even really what you want to do. That's what you're thinking you should do because you're bombarded by, by ads and it's telling you like hair removal is the way to go and you don't even question it. You don't know if that's really what you want or what you like. Um, maybe you've never given it any thoughts and you're like, yeah, whatever, this is not something that I do. Or maybe you are one of those people that is religiously removing every single hair on their body. So no matter on where you are on the spectrum and whatever you do, I believe what truly matters is that you know why you're doing such things. Yeah, exactly. So Basically, what you're saying is like, do what you want to do, what makes you feel good when you look in the mirror, as mm -hmm. opposed to just following whatever happens to be the latest trend. And believe it or not, there are trends in pubic hair. Oh, there totally are. I mean, if you look at it coming from like, you know, the past 30 years and what was acceptable, not acceptable. And then we're going to give you some cool stats because there's studies that's been done around the world. How many people here remember the 70s? <laughs> Well, I wasn't Dude. born, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> And I can, well, of course, I was a bit young to really uh, know what pubic hair looked like in the 70s. But in the 80s, when I was really becoming aware of that, there was still plenty of media left from the 70s. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's really interesting because the trend, of course, basically in the 70s was no grooming. So full on mm -hmm. hair everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then 80s came around and the trend became grooming but still leaving quite a bit of hair mm -hmm. and then the 90s it got a little smaller and then a little smaller until we kind of get to where we are today we're which is nothing nothing <laughs> like completely nothing and you know what's interesting is that it actually changes depending also on where you are in the world um and so Myself coming from Europe, I have a very different opinion maybe than somebody who grew up here in America. And so I think that's why it's going to be so fun for us to discuss these different opinions and viewpoints because we're coming from different perspectives. <laughs> plus, plus um, the other part too is about being a woman versus being a guy and, um, and some of the pressure that comes like always keeping it Like trim. Well, this is this is a good point that you bring up because probably a lot of people when we're talking about this are mostly thinking about women and mm -hmm. how much hair they have in their genital region. But 
These trends have changed considerably for men too.、Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. I think there's as much pressure actually nowadays for both men and women to、uh, groom things everywhere. That、uh, body hair has started to become the evil thing you have on your body, and、um, it can be kind of challenging if you were born hairy. <laughs> <laughs> You're fighting your entire life against something that just is, and、uh, it sucks. But、uh, what's fascinating too is kind of the process that we go through from like, you know, like. I remember when I first started getting some pubic hair.、Um, I think actually that's the first body part where I started spotting some hair, and then started to grow them, like have them under my pits. And、um, I know that for my case, I started having pubic hair. I want to say early. I had pubic hair before I had breasts, and that was really embarrassing. And、um, You know, coming from Europe, we do、uh, pee, we exercise, and then we all shower. Women and men different, like separate. But all the girls are showering into this big giant room with like ten, twelve different shower head, and we all naked. So we get to see who's got what where. And I remember feeling quite embarrassed about the fact that I had some.、Um, Some hair down there, and then I was flat chested. While for most women, it was kind of the opposite. My, how things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> and so、um, I think my first experience with pubic hair was definitely embarrassment, discomfort. I didn't really like it. And then I was a gymnast, and I was a dancer, and so we wear those、uh, tight little、um, lycra leotard thing, you know, like.、Um, and so at times it was very uncomfortable to have to wear this and be in a competition and be like, "Can I even do this move that I'm supposed to do with my legs spread open?" Because it's kind of embarrassing with having some stuff coming out.、Um, my mom did not want me to shave. She did not want it. Me to start early on, so I was still not shaving by the age of fourteen, and、uh, that was a difficult age because I remember some boys in my class like laughing at my legs, and、uh, I was trying to groom things the best I could. So I grabbed this pair of scissors, like those tiny little scissors, you know, the ones you put in your little like.、Uh, um, Like emergency kit, you know, like they're really not very efficient. And I was trying to trim my hair. As I got so many nicks and cuts from doing it this way underneath my armpits and on my like pussy. It was just like, oh my god.、Uh, but that's basically the first thing that I had to do in order to manage the forest that was growing. <laughs> well, it, I'm sure that it actually wasn't a forest, but you know, before we demonize hair too much, <laughs> that's true. Let's kind of mention that there are some good reasons for having hair on the body. That's true. So, well, first of all, they do provide a cushion. Oh, and that's another cool story that I can. They can remember and share.、Um, and with one of my boyfriends, we both decided to remove all of our hair and our genitals, and then we had sex. And I remember feeling super raw from it. I did not anticipate what would come from it. Right, and so one of the functions of the hair is to provide a cushion between、mm-hmm. the two bodies.、Mm-hmm. There are other functions as well, though. Well, yeah, we'll protect from bacteria. Absolutely, definitely, and unwanted pathogens.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also a sign that you're maturing、mm-hmm. and that you're stepping into adulthood. Yeah. So now I don't remember a whole lot about what I thought about pubic hair when I was young.、Um, 
all I really remember as a young boy is going like, yeah, we're becoming men, you know? Like, that's pretty much all I remember. There wasn't a whole lot of stigma attached to it. It was just like, hey, look, there's hair growing hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, were you happy when you started growing beard, like like facial hair? Like, oh, was that yeah. Like- you were like, you couldn't you couldn't wait to shave. Yeah. Now it's the biggest pain <laughs> in the ass there is. But, you know, as a, as a young boy growing into a man, you're like, yeah, this means I'm becoming a man. Yeah. So basically there is a reason for pubic hair and... You know, like, again, it is it is a personal choice. And you can see some people, they actually get their skin way too inflamed. They can't remove hair because they're too sensitive. And for well, others, they can do it. So that that's uh, some of the downsides, right? So one of the downsides is it can be uh, incredibly irritating to that particular region of the body. Mm-hmm. The other downside, or another downside is that um, you can actually uh, create little nicks and cuts and micro tears and things that actually then become um, vectors for sexually transmitted diseases and bacteria and viruses and all those kinds of things. And so it's very interesting that a lot of people are like, ooh, I'm going to go on a date where I might actually have sex. And so what do you do? You, you groom everything <laughs> all up and then you create a bunch of razor nicks and cuts and things like that. And then you go have sex with somebody that... You know, maybe it's the first time you've had sex and you don't know necessarily, although you should, (laughs) what their history is. And the point is that you're potentially opening yourself up to greater transmission of things. Yeah. Well, and there's something, too, that you need to think about. There's an irritation that comes, irritation from fric- from friction, if you're having sex right after uh, having groomed, or irritation just from the act of removing your hair. And then when it is combined with a warm environment, aka in your underwear, <laughs> and we combine it, too, with underwear that are made of synthetic fabrics, not like really breathable cotton or bamboo things that are really good for the body, it can literally become a happy culture for like some of the I want to say like nastiest bacterial pathogens. So even like for some uh, women that have a lot of inflammations, infections, like that could be something too at some point to check and be like, hey, is, is the door open because it's constantly irritated, inflamed, and then there's like this humidity. Is that not something that I need to do? So basically, <laughs> uh, we've covered you know um, why pubic mm-hmm. hair even grows. We've talked about some of the downsides to um, grooming it or maybe grooming it too much. Um, But I know what a lot of people are probably thinking. Well, I really don't give a shit what you just said because I'm going to be grooming my hair anyway. And we totally get it. It's not like we're not groomed. (laughs) We are very nicely groomed. (laughs) But, But we just thought it was important to cover those things. And so now maybe we can talk about like... Okay, what style of grooming and how Uh much grooming is too much grooming and (laughs) what people think about it, what people around the world think about Uh it, because there's different ideas depending on where you live. Totally. So I want to share with you all listening that uh, my first job, I'm actually trained and licensed as an esthetician. So I basically went through a three-year training, working in high-end spas. I learned how to wax, how to do all of this professionally. So I have waxed thousands of people and I have seen it all and done it all so I'm gonna have a lot of really good stories to share with oh, you here tell us some of the best grooming you've done <laughs> There's got to be some good stories. You know, in there. there was a client of mine. He was like really tall, um, over six foot, and he basically removed every single hair of his body from the neck down. 
And I think it took, it used to take me about nearly three hours to wax his entire body. And that included his genitals, his balls, his anus, I mean, leg, like everything was gone. But we kept a bow tie. (laughs) (laughs) And so sometimes it is challenging too, because, you know, you're like, how do I create, like, you've got this forest, how do I create a bow tie? So then basically you have to draw an outline a little bit so that you know what's going to look like and using like a lip pencil, eye pencil or something like this, it's like a makeup thing that you can remove easily. You draw the outline and um, you wax it all around. And then you usually have to do the finishing with tweezers to have really like for the details because with waxing it's a little too easy to wax just a few too many hair and then the shape is not as nice it'd be terrible if your bow tie was not symmetrical i know well yeah that was the thing i would spend a lot of time on getting that symmetrical so that's probably the best other interesting things have you done Well, there's always a requests around Valentine's Day for some specific things. So I had women asking for the initial, like the first letter of their uh, men's uh, name. So oh, that's a new one. I haven't heard of that one before. I know. That can be challenging, you know, depending on what the name is. And um, another one that I had, well, actually several, were to have heart-shaped um, waxing done. And one took it to the next level where she brought her hair dye kit and we uh, dyed it red as well. So oh, Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So it was a red heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very appropriate for Valentine's Day. It totally is. It totally is. But um, yeah, that's uh, it takes some time and um, you need to be patient and it can be a little painful. But I want to share with you the options since what can you do like, okay, first of all, you can go au naturel. And I say it with a French accent and a French saying because that's kind of the idea that most people have. And we'll look at stats later that, you know, uh, French women do keep their hair and it's not the same. And it's true. There's there's more of that. They keep more hair. But I've been with more than one French woman and it's not like the stereotype. There isn't a giant <laughs> like bush, bush there. No, no, no. That has not been my experience at all. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> we needed to hear that. So, of course, au natural, you do nothing, you, you know, it's... Um, and if you ever worried that your pubes would keep growing don't you worry they do stop it's not like the hair on your head they do stop growing even though they can get pretty long oh and let's talk about the different hair textures and quality because just like people have different hair on their head like some have curly some have really long you actually have that. I was so surprised when I worked as an aesthetician because I only kind of knew more of the curly, more wiry hair um, that you kind of depict when you draw and you, you, you create a cartoon with pubic hair. You basically just do this wiry, like spirally thing and that's how you picture pubic hair. And one day I had a client that had like really long hair and she told me she used to comb it. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like, they were long, like hair on the head. They weren't like curly. So every, everybody can have like, they're not all wiry and curly. They can have different, uh, different texture. Mm-hmm. Some are more soft, some are less soft. So uh, you can even use conditioner on the hair to make it softer. And, and of course, all the different colors too. That is true. Just because the head on your hair is blonde does not mean the one on your pubes is blonde as well. You could actually no. have a different color. Sure. 
That's pretty cool. Sometimes it's the same, sometimes it's not. They I could know. be red, they could be blonde, they could be brown, <laughs> black. It's pretty fun. They can even become gray. That's true. That's usually when people want to groom more. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm praying down there. <laughs> I, I do remember when uh, an ex-partner of mine, the first time she found a gray hair in her pubic hair, she was devastated. <laughs> <laughs> this is too bad. Okay, other option is, moving on, moving on, is to mow the lawn and create a nicely, you know, uh, manicured landscape. So you keep what you have, basically, and you just trim it shorter and you know if you're a guy that's a really cool thing to do because when you do that it makes your dick look like longer (laughs) that that is a reason why a lot of guys do it (laughs) and i have to tell you as a woman i like the fact that i don't have to dive into a really bushy jungle to give head (laughs) it's really nice when it's trimmed it makes it more pleasant to give a blowjob so if you're not getting as many blowjobs as you want or hope for maybe a little trim could help well, this is a good point that you bring up because this is something having, you know, worked with a lot of different clients, not only as an esthetician when you were younger, mm-hmm. but in the field that you work in now, you see a lot of people's personal grooming. Mm-hmm. And I would say that uh, when it comes to women, the trend that we see most often is that everything, they just mm-hmm. get rid of everything. Uh, but with men, there's still a significant amount of men who actually don't do any proper grooming. Yeah, and something like you have to remember the hair, you know, just like when you grow your beard and you start eating food and you can find leftovers in the beard later. Well, it kind of happens with the pubic hair. Like, you know, if you just had, if you had sex and there's all different fluids and you don't really wash properly, I mean, it can, it can be a vehicle for smell and for stuff to be in and that could be a massive turnoff for a woman when she starts to get a close like smell of it and it's important to mention that that when we're talking about grooming we are primarily talking about hair but that's not the only thing so you know there's this idea that like you gotta kind of wash well you know like sometimes (laughs) clients come in and you're just like uh yeah especially if you've got uh, if you have hair on your ass you need to wipe way more and maybe use wet wipes to make the smell disappear because or, it gets stuck in or there. Or install a bidet on your toilet seat. Or the yes, there are solutions. Things, things should be clean. So think that no hair, exactly, hair will get things stuck in. So whatever comes out from there, you... And if you're a guy and you're not circumcised, you got to make sure that you pull the skin back and clean properly. I know we're talking to adults. We shouldn't have to say these things, but trust us. Yes, yes these need do. to be said. So, now you know that you could trim it shorter, make it just maintained and manicured and yet keep your hair. This is painless, this is easy, you just get a buzzer and get it done every week or two and you're done. The other option is to shave, which is the most popular option I believe here in the state. Everybody shaves, which is not the case by the way around the world. Um, We use more waxing um, or have a different type of hair removal. Shaving is not the first choice because shaving requires a lot of maintenance. You know, for some people where they have lots of hair and it grows faster, you might even need to shave twice a day if you want it to be soft in the morning and soft at night. That's crazy. That's well, way too much work. 
Yeah, it just, it, you know, the razors only cut it just barely mm-hmm. at the level of the skin or below, and it just grows back. Well, yeah, quickly. so the root stays in place, and then shaving, as you're familiar, usually creates lots of irritation. A lot of people do experience ingrown hair with shaving, so there's some side effect, and uh, I don't know, it just hurts. My skin doesn't like how it feels after it has been shaved. Well, it's it can be irritating, especially for people with sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. The upside to it, of course, though, is that it's fast and it's easy. And you yeah, can, just do it in the shower. And you can you can give yourself tune-ups pretty regularly. <laughs> so then you can uh, move on to waxing. Oh yeah, my favorites. Uh, waxing actually can be tricky because if you haven't been trained like me, it's... It takes a little practice to get it. And especially when you're trying to wax your ass, trust me, it it requires really weird positions. (laughs) (laughs) So you not only need to have skills, but you also need to be flexible. But what's cool about waxing is that usually uh, the regrowths, uh, so you have about two weeks of really nice, smooth skin where you have nothing to do. And then it starts to regrow. And then about every four to six weeks, you go get it done again. And it is painful, but it does get less painful as you do it. And with waxing, you do get to remove the... the, um, the root of the hair so it's much that's why it takes longer unlike the shaving that just cuts it off like this one we need to um and it's more time for the hair to regrow all right so we know that your favorite is waxing out of all those methods but i'm going to put you on the spot because i want to know what's your favorite shape slash style oh my i already know the answer to this but i think you guys might want to know (laughs) well my favorite shape slash style is what we call Brazilian. However, what American people call Brazilian is not what people in Europe and Brazil call Brazilian. So <laughs> let me describe. It is to lift some hair on the pubic months, and it could be any shape from a little landing, landing strip to a triangle. I like the triangle. I mean, I had every style imaginable, like from bear to um to little like like stri- landing strips and and like like triangles or things like that i tried so many different things but i like the triangle because it feels just like more i don't know natural or like flows well and uh you remove everything on the labias and around the anus so that it's really soft and smooth on the labias and you keep them longer shorter the hair. The hair? Well, I like to just buzz it down. So I like, I like to keep some hair for myself. Mm-hmm. I feel more like, I feel more womanly with some hair. When I remove it all, I kind of, I'm like, I'm not 12 years old anymore. To me, it's not a turn on. But I know for others, it's a massive turn on where they get a boost of confidence. They feel that it's slick and clean. It's one thing I want to say, like we need to stop associating being clean with being shaven because there's nothing dirty about your hair. It's even an expression, right? You're clean shaven. shaven. And I'm like, you know, hair is not dirty. Like if you wash regularly, it's not dirty. So like it should just be more like this is like what you enjoy. So I like to keep some hair. So I have the best of both worlds, like some shave, like some removed and some on top. So the, the reason why I wanted you to share that with everybody is because I know that the trend right now in women's grooming is completely bare. Nothing. Well, that, yeah, we're going to get we're going to get to that. That's a new trend, too. Um 
But I, I wanted people to know that because uh, I know that there are people out there who are thinking like, I don't really want to, but that's what guys are expecting. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'll do it. Just know that, uh, no, there are other people mm-hmm. out there that don't shave it all off. So there was a process, to be honest, because um, in this society, there are so many people that are always groomed and everywhere I go, every woman has nothing. And then I'm the one with some pubic hair and uh, I wax. So it means that there's a time where it's a little bit hairy because I have to let it grow before I can remove it. And, you know, well, too bad if it happens to be when I have to go to the pool or the jacuzzi or whatever, I'm just going to go with my hairy self and be okay with it. But it was a process to be comfortable with that because I didn't always feel as sexy. I felt embarrassed or, and, um, yeah, like once I stopped judging myself and fully embraced embraced who I was and was okay with it, I never noticed other people looking at me weirdly. But it is definitely an inner work. And it's so much more freeing when you don't care. You're like, this is what I do. And sometimes I'm nicely groomed and sometimes I'm not. And well, you're just catching me on last day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about men though for a moment too. Mm-hmm. Because um, the trends have definitely changed when the it comes to The trends have men. changed. Before I get to the men, I want to say there's one more way of, of removing hair we didn't cover. Oh, yes. sorry. You know, I know you were too quick there, Kevin. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not the trained esthetician. I didn't know there were so many ways. <laughs> They're still like laser and electrolysis. So it's like, like, you know, the more permanent way. But one thing you need to know is that they're not fully permanent forever. You will have a regrowth. It might take a few years and the regrowth might be thinner, but it does come back. It's very painful. Electrolysis is so painful when I used to do it on people like you, you you basically send a current of electricity into the follicle of the hair and it burns down uh, things and it's like oh my god it's really painful but it works really well so it could be a good solution if you want to be like uh, not having to deal with a regrowth and the embarrassment of being hairy for a week <laughs> <laughs> um, but back then to guys um i have noticed it's so funny like so many of my clients they'll they'll come in and they're hairy and then they get naked and there's like no hair. Well, the funniest thing about that yeah. is when when these guys come in and they have like a very hairy chest mm-hmm. and even the, the belly is really uh-huh. hairy and the legs oh, are yes. really hairy. <laughs> like basically everything's really hairy. Except there's this big the circle. Pubic <laughs> there's a there's a big bear circle, which just always looks a little funny and no offense to any guys out there that have that but it's just it's, it's sometimes it looks like um it's like you, like a bold guy <laughs> no like you pull down your fly and you just got your your jewels hanging out you know <laughs> so maybe mowing is better than the shaving if you're going to keep hair on the other body parts like it depends well, on how you're done. I mean, yeah. my, so my own personal feeling is I, I, I like to keep it groomed, but yes. try to make it look as normal and natural yeah. as possible. And it's funny because we just had this conversation with a friend and he removes every single hair of his body and that's how he feels the most confident and manly and that works for him. But mm-hmm. he doesn't keep any hair anywhere. You know, I did that once. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for a uh, girlfriend at the time. Just as like a fun thing, like it was never meant to be like, oh, I'm going to do this all the time. But it just as a fun thing, she was, she was away and I hadn't uh, seen her in a while. She was coming back. So we had talked about it beforehand uh-huh. too. It wasn't like a total surprise or anything. <laughs> and, and I was a cyclist at the time. So it was totally uh, normal. 
um, to shave your legs as a guy. All the cyclists were doing it. Um, I was also a swimmer before that, which was also normal. And anyway, so I had shaved literally every hair on my body. And, you know, I was very fit and being an athlete, so it, I thought it looked good. The maintenance is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I'm so glad you don't do that now. I like hair on guys. I like the chest hair um, and to a certain degree, you know, but um, some women do like hair. So this is really important, like to to have this discussion with your partner. Well, that's a, that's a really good point. And I, I was telling, when we had this discussion with our friend who kind of inspired this episode of the show, I was telling him how at one point when I would uh, shave my chest hair, um, I used to, and I still do, but I was very big into rock climbing. And so I went out one weekend with a bunch of people. There were some women there and I had been shaving. It's pretty obvious. You can tell when you're shaving, when you're not. And one of the girls was giving me a hard time for, I can't believe you you shave your chest hair. That's ridiculous and everything. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I went out another time just shortly thereafter. And I was letting it grow out, not because of her, but just because I was hadn't really gotten around to taking care of it or, or whatever. There was a different girl there. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're letting it grow out. You need to shave that stuff. And I just had to laugh because I was like, one weekend I'm, I'm giving a hard time for shaving it. The next weekend I'm giving a hard giving a hard time for not shaving it. And, and really, what that means is it really comes down to personal preference. A hundred percent. So not only your personal preference, which honestly is most important, yes, but also what your partner wants. Mm-hmm. So it's always a good um, a good discussion to mm-hmm. have with your partner. Hey, well, what do you like? Exactly, because then, I mean. Ultimately, that's who you're going to have sex with. So make it that it's a turn on for them. Yeah. I want you to look at my body and go, oh, yeah. That's what I want. Give me some of that. (laughs) (laughs) I should do. I should do. (laughs) I want to give you like very quickly before the end of this show. And I really hope it was it was fun and inspiring to do to listen to this. But I want to give you some stats because when we put this show together, I looked around and um, in the US. So it's a study that was done in 2003. Okay. And it showed that 30% of North American women completely removed their pubic hair, 60% trimmed, and 10% left it au natural. So that's kind of to give you an idea. While in Europe, the same study, they found that Europe-wide, 10% of women completely removed their pubic hair. It's 10% while it was 30 in North America, and 15% trimmed, and 75% left it completely natural. Wow. I don't know if that's true. I had a lot of that's... I had a lot of business working as an esthetician. <laughs> it was like we did a lot of Brazilians. Yeah, yeah. So I don't well, know. Well, it's two thousand three. The study is yeah. a little old. I bet it would be a bit different today Probably. if they had redone the study. But one thing too, Australia, Australia. It's in a, it's a two thousand eight study, and it revealed that sixty percent removed some or all of their pubic hair. All right. My personal observation, not only from clients, but, uh, you know, uh, frequenting you know, the local nude beach or whatever, is that, <laughs> that most people, both guys and girls, are just like getting rid of it all. Yeah. That seems to be the new, the new the trend. The new thing, the new trend. Which is fine. If hey, that's do it what if you that's like. your thing. Yeah. Exactly. Do, do it if that's what your partner likes and what you enjoy, if you don't mind the maintenance. And don't feel obligated. There are a few of us still keeping some hair. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) And notice I say keeping some. I do groom. (laughs) (laughs) And very nicely, I might add. (laughs) 
Well, there you have it. Basically, it's all across the board. Do whatever you like. Do what makes you feel good when you look in the mirror. Have a good conversation with your partner. What does he or she like? What turns them on? And hopefully it's what you like. And if not, maybe there's a a compromise in the middle somewhere that makes you both happy about the way you look. And just because you're groomed once doesn't mean you have to do it for life. You can try some new hairstyles. Absolutely. And, you know, hair does grow back. (laughs) If you get rid of it all, it'll just come back. (laughs) That's the nature of hair. All right. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you got some value out of it. But that's all the time we have. We will see you next time. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>